Welcome to the blackout where I get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things. And today I have my friend, my writer, awesome human being, Nikki Martin. Thanks for coming to the blackout today. Thanks for having me. Okay, so we made it. I remember how so you, you wrote the book. Ah, man, this is going to be one of all these spinning <laughs> things. But you wrote the book and I read it and I was like, fuck, this is a TV show. This, this is a TV show. And I was like, I want to make this show. But, you know, we, we kind of knew, like, you knew Monica, but, like, I don't do yoga, you know? So I was like, okay, I have to get to know this person. And then we met, and then you're like, oh, there's a second book. I was like, there's a second book. Holy shit, this is even better. <laughs> <laughs> so I read the second book, and I was like, okay, the only way to make something this big is to start with something small. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Can we see something you've written? And then you... You said, well, you've always wanted to make films. I was like, what? Let's start with that. So yeah. you've always wanted to make film. Like, what, I guess, how did that start? Uh, it started when I was really young. Um, I just loved getting lost in stories, but especially films. And I would always sort of reimagine the stories with myself painted in, whether it was me as one of the characters, so I could kind of experience this life that I'd witnessed uh, that was fictional. Um, for myself, mm. um, or whether it was just this uh, sort of rewrite. And I remember the first time I kind of, I guess I think of it as writing a film. I mean, I was in maybe like my first or second year of high school, and I had seen this film and I really loved it, and I had this great idea for the sequel. Mm. And so I wrote the sequel. I never wrote it down, but I wrote it in my head, and I wrote myself into the story in a way that I wanted it to unfold. Mm. And then I, every night when I went to bed, I would watch it. And I would spend an hour and a half watching this film. I remember every line. I remembered every movement, every scene. Mm. And it just sort of captivated me, this idea that I could create stories that satisfied these longings that I had for, to just know what it was like to be different people. Mm. Um, and then when I got into my 20s and I was writing books, I was convinced that people would want to make them into movies. But um, I just figured... I wanted to make sure they got made exactly the way I wanted. And so I started taking these stories that I had that were fictional. I started creating uh, the screenplays or turning them into screenplays. And then the next time I came up with an original story, I just decided to write the script instead of writing the book. Mm. And so I wrote quite a few when I was young. Um, they're all, most of them are still hidden away. You've seen a couple of them now. But um, for many years, I put them away. I stopped working on them. I kind of forgot about that dream I had. Mm. And then uh, I, I met you after I'd published my first two novels and the dream started to come back to life. I started to pull everything out again. Mm. Here we are. No, I'm, I'm glad we met and we'll, we'll jump back to film, but like you have this whole other career with yoga, <laughs> yeah. right? So how did that one happen? Uh, there was a point in my life, like we've, we had some sort of challenging times. Um, when I was in my early thirties, I lost my father to cancer. It was very quick from the time we found out he was sick till the time he was gone. Mm. And I sort of had this moment of realization during that whole process where like, it really hit me that life is fleeting and it's short. And 
I had this really profound realization that I'd be wasting my life and that I'd been a bit too afraid to really do the things that I had been longing to do. Mm. Some of which was about being brave enough to try writing again, but some of it was also about being curious about a deeper way of living and mm. having a spiritual life. And so I decided to just start going to yoga. I was like, well, this must be the right thing. And I very quickly fell in love with the practice and very quickly after you know, falling in love with the practice, realized that that's where I was supposed to be, that mm. I was meant to be giving it back to people in the same way that it had saved me and sustained me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of went after it, I guess, the way I kind of go after a lot of things. I decided, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Um, I got my teaching certificate and I just started um, bugging studios and anybody that would listen to me to give me a chance because mm. I knew that it was what I was meant to be doing with my career. Um, and the interesting thing is that it draws a lot of from the same well as writing does. Mm. You know, when you're in a room and you're waiting for creative spark or this idea of what's supposed to be having and there's this magic that happens in presence, Mm. to me it all comes from the same place. So teaching yoga is kind of what finally led me back to realizing I was also supposed to be writing and using my voice to tell stories and to lead people towards feeling certain things. Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, when you dive into something, you like diving deep because, you know, you did the yoga thing, you have the Lululemon thing. Like, how do you balance it all, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really great question. Um, you know, I sometimes don't balance it all well. Mm. Um, I certainly don't mind being very, very busy. Uh, and I, I always kind of approach it with the sense of like, these are the things that I'm meant to be doing. And so mm. I just find and make space for them. And then I find and make space for doing nothing, for watching movies, for going to the beach for four hours and turning my brain off. Mm. Um, so I just, you know, I love the things I do. I love the people that I get to interact with and meet. Mm. And it continues to lead me towards these really fruitful and fulfilling opportunities. And so currently I just make time. Um, and, you know, some days it doesn't always work. Some days I'm a little too busy and I, I, you know, I get home and I think, well, I didn't do the things that fulfill and sustain mm. me. And then other days I find time for it all. So I'm still getting there. I certainly wouldn't uh, or shouldn't be giving people on advice on Perfect, a perfect balanced life. I'm not quite there uh, okay. yet. <laughs> one, one other thing I'm going to add into the mix is the Black Wellness Co-op. Yeah. And why did you start that? And how is that going now? So during the very first lockdowns, um, you know, obviously for a lot of us, uh, things changed and we were faced with a lot of what was really going on in the world. Mm. And as a reaction to both that isolation and to the murder of George Floyd, Uh, A group of us online, uh, black fitness and wellness professionals, started to come together. Um, One of our founding members, Joy Chekwe, was um, sort of instrumental. She was interviewing all of us on Instagram. And we just started to have this chat and this group chat. And it was so fulfilling and Mm -hmm. so joyful. And for the first time, I think a lot of us realized that even though we're doing these, these, we have these careers that we love where we're thriving, we're all singular in a lot of ways. A lot of us are the only people of color or black or brown people in those spaces. But suddenly we were like, well, we're all here in Halifax. Like, why don't we know each other? Mm-hmm. And then when we realized we wanted to stay connected, it was like, well, why have we come together? There has to be something bigger here. You could just feel it. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to maybe give other people what we hadn't had, which was this mission towards creating more spaces where black, brown and um, POC and indigenous folks as well can actually start to have fitness and wellness experiences 
in greater community and mm. whether we're sort of working towards making other spaces more safe and accessible or whether we're actually just creating new spaces. It was like, why don't we just do this rather than asking why it's not being done somewhere else? Mm. So that was, yeah, two and a half years ago. Um, we've had an amazing ride. It's a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of learning. Um, we have these amazing friendships and relationships where we're for each other, which is astounding. Mm -hmm. um, and we're just, uh, we've had this really great uh, strategic plan laid out for us in the last few months. So we are actually now that the fall is about to come about, we'll be sitting down to sort of lay out our programming for the next year to look at what our missions are and to seek out more funding to try to support this mission we're on. Nice. Wow. Okay, so let's get <laughs> back into the writing. Um, first off, why are your stories always so personal? Like, or feel so personal? Yeah, let me see. Why do your stories always feel so personal? Uh, I, I don't know. I guess because I feel really responsible to be honest mm. when I'm writing. Um, you know, I think as humans, sometimes we have all these spaces where we have to pick and choose the aspects of ourselves that we show, mm. whether it's for safety or, or whether it's because we're in certain places where certain parts of ourselves aren't meant to be seen. But mm. there's something about stories. And I think because maybe for most of my life, they saved me. They were a refuge. You know, I was at times like an awkward kind of weird kid that didn't always fit in, but I always belonged in the stories I read. Mm. And I just feel really responsible to hold that space for other people. Um, and I don't know, there's something strange about the stories that find me. You know, I say this a lot, like I don't ever feel like I make them up. I feel like I find the stories that are either in me or maybe they just exist and I'm the person who's chosen to tell them. Mm. So I don't always feel like I have a lot of choice. Like the stories are meant to be told they're meant they're, the way they're meant to. Mm. And I'm just meant to be really honest about it. Mm. And so that's kind of how I do it. Wow. Wow. Okay. So I reach out to you. I was like, yeah, before we do this TV show, it's, it's going to be way down the line. Let's start with making small things on building. Yeah. Um, and then you sent me the script. I, I loved it, but I was like, we have to constrict it. Like, do you, how was that? Because I can't be a little bit of a, you know, I don't know, taskmaster, I guess. Yeah. Like, oh, we got to do this thing. Like, how did you find that process of shrinking this? It, it's a beautiful story, right? Yeah. As it was, but shrinking it, how did you find that process? I, you know, I've learned in the last few years, um, and maybe especially through the practice of yoga, that like really beautiful things can come from challenging yourself. And so I sort of approached it, you know, the way I approach things is like, this is an opportunity to be better and yes it's super painful to cut this story down but also it can be kind of delightful and joyful to challenge yourself to let go of something you love mm. you know as a writer I choose every single word with care I'm that intense about it and so for someone to say hey you need to cut 10 pages it's like 10 pages of words mm. like that's a lot it's excruciating but you know learning to let go and to survive when you've had to let go of things that really matter, even though it's just a story, it's also about life. Um, you know, I, I undertook it as a really powerful practice. I trust you. I know we're on this mission. I don't know what it is entirely, but as soon as we kind of connected, I was like, there's something magic happening. And so I was just yeah. like, I trusted you enough to be like, okay, I'm just going to do this thing. That's really awful. But also like there was parts of it that were like, hey, how much can you cut? Mm. You know, there was points where I cut it below what you asked for mm. because I was like, 
get rid of everything. <laughs> <laughs> and it hurts so much, but do it. And so, you know, that was kind of cool too. It's mm. like, how much can you push yourself? Because mm. I want to be the best writer I can be. And if someone I trust tells me it's going to take this, I'm going to do it. Because no, this is what I want. I got to say, thank you for doing that. Because <laughs> like, once I got that version, I felt like, you know, okay, so I knew what I wanted us to do. I knew I wanted it to be, to go through the Film 5 program. Like, could I go and find some other funding and make it myself? Sure. But yeah. I knew the experience I wanted to give you, especially since you, like, so you had this story, it's been there forever, and you wanted to make it, and then you want to make it with your sister. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have to make sure it is the best possible experience. Like, you know, it's not like, okay, let's bring six friends together. Give everyone pizza and a Coke and stuff. I wanted it to be a, a great experience. And I knew once I saw that script, I knew like, yeah, we had it. Like, yeah, it, it, you know, I just, I wasn't, I, you know, so I have applied for Film 5 if, like I've done it once before, but then I apply every year. And every year I'm always like, I don't know. But when you sent me that script, I was like, there is no way they would normally let us like this. Like, there was no way. I was so sure. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, you wanted to make it with your sister. What was important to do that with your sister, Toby? I mean, there's a few things. Like Toby and I have we're best friends, and we've always dreamed of telling stories together. We've spent so much of our lives wrapped up in stories together, whether we're watching shows. And we just love good stories. And we love stories that make us feel something. And then we talk about, mm. you know, why we feel and how we felt and these beautiful aspects of the story, whether it's visual or whether it's the actual vehicle of storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we've always had this dream. And it just didn't make sense for it not to come true together. Mm. Um, and I think we have two very different and sometimes similar experiences of being women of color. And yet we've always been there for each other through everything. And so, you know, when this dream was coming true, mm. like I, there was no other thought in my mind. You know, I know who I want to be. I want to be a writer. And I love the way Toby sees the world. And she has this gift of like seeing and spotting things that most people don't. Mm. She always surprises you with what she catches or notices. And so it just... It was kind of like everything else. It never occurred to me there was another way. When it was all happening, I was like, it was just about getting her on the phone and being like, listen, <laughs> will you do this? Because she's so busy. Right, her, her life right, is so full, right. like mine. Yeah, that was other thing. You know, so, okay, so I have this thing where, like, I did it today. Yeah, I, I, like, I kind of see the big picture, but then I'm like, I'll show you this part. <laughs> And then I'll show you this one. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so there's this program in Film 5, but I was not going to, I wasn't going to say, it's going to be a year of no. your life. <laughs> Fertile year. No. But, but you know, my, my whole thing is, so once we kind of get the momentum going, it's like, yeah, you know, this train is already moving. Let's just get on and just yeah. make this thing happen. So we got in, because I was so sure. Like, I wasn't, honestly... That, that, like, I'm I'm not a very short person. I'm always kind of like this about things. But there are a few things that I'm so sure. A walk in the sun is one of those things I was, yeah. like, so sure of. Okay, so we got in. How was the program for you? It was really amazing. Mm -hmm. I think, I, I mean, I can't, you know, this is us stepping into the film world. Mm -hmm. So 
it was such a beautiful introduction. Our group, and maybe it was just the way the program shifted this year, I don't know, but this cohort we had was very generous with their knowledge and their opinions and yet offering it all in really soft and and um, thoughtful ways. Mm. So I learned so much. I felt so supported. Um, there wasn't really a moment where I didn't feel like we belonged. Like I just, like you, there was something about the time and the story and all of three of us that I was just like, we're doing this for a reason. Mm. And so it just, uh, it was challenging. Mm. You know, there were moments where it was really um, hard to figure out what to do or to, to make those subtle tweaks. There was moments where it was scary. You know, I was afraid of what people would think or, you know, if the writing was good enough or if I was good enough to do it, but also, you know, just this amazing experience of like learning and growth and excitement. It was mm. like, you know, we took so many moments to pause and be like, our dream is coming true. Like, it's really that big. Mm. And it's also just kind of small and simple, but it was um, a really beautiful experience overall. Mm. Okay, so we got in and then shoot day. <laughs> how, how was the actual production itself? <laughs> That was really different because like I, I joked, but like my job was done. Mm. And so I kind of was like useless, like not uselessly, but I was like floating around set kind of like you have no stress and no pressure. Mm -hmm. And yet you, you aren't actually necessary now. You're just here to watch and observe. So it was a little weird. Certainly not in the way that I would ever want to be the director. I'm good. I, am. <laughs> I never want to do that. No? No, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Don't even ask. Well, you know, I think it's good that you already have this relationship with your sister. Yeah. And, you know, you trust her. Because I don't know. I, I don't know if I can write something and let someone direct it. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's hard. Mm. And... There's something beautiful about the practice of letting go. Actually. Of non-attachment. You know? And I have to believe that what I write is, is good enough as it is. And there is something really lovely about collaboration. Mm. And it's certainly not only lovely. And maybe I'd feel differently if I wasn't also a novelist where I get to write and hold almost all of it tight as I want. Mm. But there is something nice about saying, okay, well, you've done this piece of work. It's what happened when someone else picks it up to read it. Mm -hmm. They're going to put their own lens over it. Mm. And so all that's really happening when I write a, a film is I'm, I'm giving it to a director. Lucky enough that it's Toby and we get to talk so much about it beforehand. But also I need to also let trust that she has a vision that's going to be different. Mm. And so her lens goes over it. But so does what I saw on shoot day was so do so many other beautiful lenses. And so it's everyone's movie. And mm. You know, there's something really powerful, especially as artists, as not of not being singular, mm. of being part of a team that is every piece is essential. Mm -hmm. um, and I think because art, especially in the current moment, we see how vital it is to making change in the world. So is the process of how you make art. Mm. And I think film is a beautiful commentary of collaboration and contribution collectively that is really powerful mm. and is an example of what we need to be doing in more places mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so i loved that about being on set seeing all these super skilled people who nobody might ever know who they are but we all know and their names are going to be in the credits and mm -hmm. and them being there mattered um whether they no matter what job they did and i think that's really um lovely it to is. see that that's what's been done with the words i wrote yeah Okay, so you know how I said I, I, I see the whole piece and I'm like, yeah, 
so let's do this part. So, <laughs> so I kind of saw the whole piece because you sent me, I think, initially like two or three stories. I'm like, yeah. fuck, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, um, so we've done a walk in the sun. Yeah. Everyone is going to see it. And we have to make a bigger thing. Yeah, <laughs> we do. <laughs> and I was like, you know that thing I said we have to cut it all out? Well, we have to bring it back. <laughs> Make it all now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, so there's this program, and I think you should go it, and it'll be great, you know, experience and stuff. Cause and then Brett was gonna be the script supervisor. I saw this here. Brett is amazing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so you should consider it. How, how did you feel when I reached oh. out to you about? So it's going to be a walk in the sun, but bigger. And you know what we did? We, we kept on walking the sun as it starts and ends. And then we just got it, the gut out. And then yep. we shrunk it. And I'm like, okay, we're going to put it back and then do that again. Yeah, it, that was really challenging. Like I tend to, I love the process of creating a story. But once I'm done with a story, I'm generally done. Mm. Right? It's like, I, and I had already moved on. Yes, you did. I had written a short story that was published a few years ago called The Stranger. I was really excited. I could start I could start to feel it and see it in my head. When I'm going to write a new story, I get a feeling about it, almost like I'm being pulled into the story. Mm. All I could think about was that story, The Stranger and this character who's And it's in super it. beautiful, too. It's a great story. Mm. So I was like, I'm writing that. And you were like, no, you're not. <laughs> and I was like, how am I going to convince him to let me write this? And I tried. And you were like, yeah, I, I don't think you should do that, but I'll trust you. And and so I sat with it a little bit. And obviously I decided, okay, we ha I don't know how, like the turnaround was so fast. Mm. I had like a few weeks to write an outline for the feature. Mm. And I was working on a TV series pilot, which I was always also trying to convince you to take a look at. And I've never done that before where I was literally on, at any given day, an hour and a half in this project, then switching gears, an hour and a half in this project. I was, and you know, it was so overwhelming, but suddenly as I was starting to work on the outline for a walk in the sun, uh, well, the feature version of a walk in the sun, which is not called that anymore. Mm. Um, I started to get this inkling of like, okay, there's a lot more story here. You, There's room for you to have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I was still a bit resistant, but I was also... Working on the pilot satisfied my need to kind of like do other things. And so I, like you, also had this strange feeling when I started to work on the outline. I was like, I think this is going to, something's going to happen with this. Mm -hmm. Like, I think this story's going somewhere. And um, I remember submitting it. And like the day that we were supposed to find out, like waiting, 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 waiting. And then we didn't, I didn't hear. And like going to take a nap because I was so disappointed and I was so sad and I remember waking up from this nap and I was groggy and I was like kind of sad and I opened I don't know I just opened my email and the email was there and just realizing that like this was going to happen mm. that we were going to be in the script development program so that's what I've been doing <laughs> <laughs> and how has the program been so far oh my goodness it's amazing like first of all they've gathered like four other astounding storytellers with these original amazing ideas mm. so you get to be in space where you're inspired and where you're again collaborating talking to each other giving each other advice feedback thoughts 
Uh, and so that's really amazing. Mm. And then Brett has this way of looking at story and character and relationships that is so astounding mm. that every time they offer feedback and advice and insight, your story gets better. Mm. And like, you just, it's unbelievable to be gifted that, you know, I'm always writing stories and then asking people to look at them. But right now I'm in the process of creating this story and I've got all these minds and, and thoughts being given to me. Um, and it's a competition and yet people are still giving generously to each other. And I think that's really beautiful. Like, mm. you know, I think it's been amazing. So I have tried to soak it all in. It has been really challenging pulling this story out so quickly. Mm. Um, and normally I would write a draft and then I would give myself a couple months, like a story this big and this intense would be months of recovery before I'd go back in for another draft, whether it was a novel or a feature. Mm -hmm. So to go back to, to, to be like, oh, here's the first draft, which I have like agonized over mm. for weeks and not slept and not gotten my day job done all the time and had to take time off teaching and like, and now take five days off and then We'd like draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, this crazy person's like, you know, uh, that part, maybe you should do this. <laughs> oh, it's brutal. The other day I was sitting there writing after this, our last weekend, really, and yeah. like sitting here and actually more than once, I'm like, this is so painful. <laughs> I don't want to be doing this right now. I want to be on a break. Like I, I want some perspective, but we, it's fast. This right. program is like, you're going. Mm. Um, but yeah. the, the other thing you kind of have to prepare for is the pitch. How, how's that prep going? You know, the one thing I'm delighted about with the pitch is just this practice I have of, of like reflecting on the whys of your life. And so in the last like four or five years, teaching and learning how to speak, which used to terrify me. And then there was all these moments where I kept getting asked to do these like live storytelling events. Mm. And like they were so scary and I almost didn't want to do them. But there was something inside me that was like, say yes to these things, first mm. of all, because they scare you but also because it's about something bigger. And, and in the last week, I've had these memories of those moments where I'm like, well, this is what it was all about. Mm. It was leading you to this moment so that you could just, with less terror, stand in front of a room and talk to people about your story. And the truth of the matter is, you know, even if I, this story has, you know, there's work to be done, it's a story, there's always work to be done. Mm -hmm. um, like this is a really special group of characters. These relationships are beautiful mm. and there's just these amazing love affairs between these friendships and these people mm -hmm. um, that I'm really excited about sharing. And, you know, if it's a chance to explain to people why I think this story should find a life in the world, there's not many things I'm more passionate about than that. Right. So if I get a chance it's to like, do that. <laughs> this is why you should see this film. Yeah. This is why this film should happen. Yeah. And I, I read the script, well, the, the last version of the script, and I love it, you know. But of course, you know, producer hat on. Uh, yeah. Let's do this, let's do that. But I feel, again, it's one of those things where I just, you know, I just, I don't, you know, and I'm, you know, not, not like believing the space or whatever, or it's, you know, but you kind of just feel it. Yeah. And I just felt it with this one. And you also sent me Nova. I'm calling Nova. And, you know, it's one of all those again. Okay. So, but um, when we met and I read those two books you wrote, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I don't know how to dream small. It's like this massive dream. It's big, big, big dream. 
But, you know, to get to the big dream, we have to build all these steps. Yeah. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for trusting me, for taking all these tiny bites, even though you kind of don't see the big thing. But I think, you know, this is a wonderful journey and I'm happy that I get to share with you and your sister because, like, the relationship you have is what keeps it going. It just makes my life a lot easier because I know <laughs> when, when I put it in front of people, I'm like, look at this thing. Like, I have all the pieces there. Yeah. And it's go. It's like I don't want to say they'd be stupid not to say yes, but you know, yeah. <laughs> I like your confidence. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. It's true. It's like the story is real. The characters, you know, and I read the, the scripts. Like we know who this story is about, but every character in there could actually have their own film. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like the friends. The the mom, like the 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 guy's mom, yeah. it's like you know. So each of this, it, you're good. <laughs> you're yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's pretty it, good. It's funny. That's how I feel them. And Toby, even last night, was like, we were talking about a piece of the story. She was giving me her feedback, and I was like, well, actually, with Sean, I was like, this is a, and I would, you know, just mm. because to me they're real people. Yeah, I know them. I understand they exist beyond the tiny slice I'm showing. Mm. I'm just deciding how much to show because it's Eden and Jack's story. Mm, mm. But all of these people, to me, they exist as like fully formed characters. I feel them. You know, I when I spend time in a story, I'm completely wrapped up in the wholeness of that universe. So it exists in its entirety. And I'm just pulling out the pieces that are, as a storyteller, that's what we do. We make choices around what goes in and almost more so what doesn't. Um, mm. And so I feel those characters too. I mm. love their friendships. I love their relationships. Um, I love the way Toby interprets them. So she interprets them a little differently than I do. But I know as a storyteller, mm. that whole world exists. And for me, I, I step into it with my whole heart. The whole world disappears when I go into these stories to, okay. to figure out how to tell them. Wow. So let's shrink it again to Walk in the Sun. Yeah. <clears throat> when people do, because we are premiering this, uh, the film at... Uh, the Finn Internet uh, in Festival. And when people get into the theater or watch online, however they're going to uh, check the film out, what are they going to see? Well, I, I love with this story that it is really a commentary on the fact that depending on who you are and how you've stepped into the story, you'll see something different. Mm. I loved letting go of trying to make sure people knew what I was trying to say, because I think the, the story is about love and difference. And I think stories, when we make them, part of them is about the relationship the viewer has. Mm. And so I think it's important that people will have conversations around it and figure out that they're all experiencing it or witnessing it different. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I believe in love. I believe that it has the ability to change and transform the world and all of us. Mm. And I also think at times it's not enough that we need other things to go with it. Mm. And I think this is one of those stories that asks us, you know, at any given moment, is love enough? Is mm. difference too much? And what do we as humans, what do we allow ourselves to hope for? Wow. Yeah, so, um, okay, so <clears throat> we, we now blow up a walk in the sun to the space between. The space between, yeah. I, I, I'm going to let you go with this question, which, you know, I always love talking to you, but 
<laughs> How do you know when a story is done? So I, I think of writing stories the same way as I sequence a yoga class. There's like an energetic arc and we're sort of on this journey and I can feel it the whole way through. And the last thing I know, same thing when I teach a yoga class is when I write a story is the ending. I know where we're going. I know how I'm going to feel in that last moment when it's done. Mm. And if I've done my job well in either space, mm -hmm. that's the feeling. Mm -hmm. And until that feeling is absolute, in me at least, and in what I imagine for other people, it is not done. It mm -hmm. could be as simple as like a single word or a comma or a space or a pause. But it is about... You know, when you leave a story, you might forget the whole of it. Mm. But, you know, growing up and for my whole life, it was always that the end. It was what I remembered, what stuck with me. And that's when I know a story's done is when what I'm trying to say and to ask people to feel and consider an experience mm. is complete, that, wow. that I've done that. Wow. Miki, uh, <laughs> you know, thanks, thanks for accepting uh, my invite to go on this journey with you and your sister. And I'm telling you, it's, it's just, it's, it's going to be freaking amazing. I, I tell so. you, I tell you, I tell you. I believe you. you, my friend. Thank you so much for coming to talk to me today. Thank you for having me.